Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. In fact, the last one, and we can actually talk about a win, which is um, actually fabulous. Um, we'll get into everything else a bit later on, but with me tonight to dissect everything that happened, plus much more, I'm joined by, at the moment, two fabulous guests, but another one will be joining shortly. First of all, I'm joined by Max. Max, how are you today? Well, like you said, after a win, obviously keeps a smile on our faces for a bit longer. Um, so yeah, no, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. No, cheers for joining me. Like I said, it, it's nice actually to dissect a win on the last game of the season, which is um, nice to say the least. And we're also joined by Tanya. Tanya, how are you today? No, I'm great. Buzzing to be here as always. Thanks, Hull, for letting me on your channel again. And yeah, um, happy it's the end of the season, honestly. Like, I just want to throw a party. It's over. <gasps> Thank you. It is an absolute madness that we actually managed to get that win, especially against Leicester. I, I mean, on the podcast uh, last week, we were talking about how we'd get thrashed and the fact that it was actually the reverse in a kind of sense. I'm yeah. quite pleased about it. Um, but yeah, we've got lots of other things to talk about, which is, well, I mean, we need to kind of talk the fact that we did finish above Arsenal, um, which is another great thing to tick off the list. And the fact that we are obviously in the Conference League, but we'll probably get into that a little bit later. But to start mm. off with, it wasn't all roses and sunshines to start with, because once again, we had defensive issues and two mistakes cost two goals. I mean, I was happy in a sense that we didn't have Eric Dyer, So that was a bonus. But in that kind of sense, we did have Toby and Sanchez that did kind of cost. So, Max, I'll come to you first. What did you make of Sanchez's performance? Because obviously he was put in place over Dyer. Um, the, the thing is with Sanchez, he's just you just don't know what Sanchez you're going to get. And nine out of ten times recently, especially this season, it's just been mistakes after mistakes. Can't clear his lines, can't put his foot through the ball. Um, there wasn't actually like foot through the ball moments for him this time, like especially with the Jamie Vardy, um, the penalty incident. A lot saying it could have been outside the mm -hmm. outside the box. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just Jamie Vardy being Jamie Vardy. He's running behind, he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, I mean, cutting him a little bit of slack. The defensive shows just awful all season, so it's hard to even just bring it down to one player. It's just because of his price tag, everyone seems to always go back to that, don't they? Like, what was it forty odd million? And when you spend that much money on a centre back, you you expect them to be instantly world class, uh, and we just never seem to get that. But he's, like Jack just said in the comments, he he is a shocking defender, and it, there's no beating around the Agree. bush. When whenever we're at the games, we've seen it. We've seen. I don't even think I've seen Sanchez drop like a man of match performance since we've had him. Like whoever he's playing next to, whether it's Dyer, Toby, I always think he's better when he's next to Toby. But that's just again trying to defend him because he's a first player. He needs to go. He needs to get gone. Leave the club along with with many others. But yesterday, it's only because we won. Otherwise, you'd be talking about a defensive mm. play all day long. That's the thing. We've been doing this all bloody season. Talk about the defense and. We know Vardy's good at what he does. Like you said, Max, he got in behind. But Tanya, do you think it's because he just doesn't read the game properly? We've said all along all season, I can remember quoting things, that it's his pace that gets him out of trouble. But yesterday, he had the pace, say, on Vardy, and it just didn't work. Do you think maybe he just doesn't have the mind of a footballer to play centre-back, as harsh as that sounds? 
No, I don't think it's harsh at all. I tweeted it. I genuinely think he was born without a brain because he just has so many brain dead moments and it's it's too many of those and it costs us every single time we always say this about Sanchez he has the qualities to be a great center back he's got the pace he's strong and when he first came I think he had a really good season I can't remember what season it was it was probably that season when we were unbelievable Mm. and you did think that he could actually be the guy for the future but I don't trust Sanchez and it just shows you that our defence is probably our, well, it is our biggest issue. If we had a decent defence, I honestly think we could potentially challenge for the league, which I know sounds crazy, but you look at that attack, it is the defence that lets us down every single time because the game itself gifted them two penalties. And Toby, I love Toby, and I I don't want to criticise Toby. He's definitely the best centre-back. But even so, I think we need to move him on at some point. You know, he hasn't got the pace anymore and... He's passed his best. Dyer, not good enough. Sanchez. So, you know, it leaves us with poor Joe Rodon, who, for me, hasn't been given enough opportunities. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Sanchez is just awful. Absolutely awful. But that's the yeah. thing with Sanchez. Like like you said, his first season, he's come in. Whenever it's someone's first season, you kind yeah. of have to, you have to give them the benefit of the you doubt. You do, yeah. And, and you think, well, he's, he's next to someone like Toby and at the time was, like, one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, he's... he's gone down a bit or whatnot but with Sanchez you always look you think his age the price tag mm-hmm. why was why was there hype about this guy like we got <laughs> him he was meant to be the next best thing along those lines and he just he doesn't improve he doesn't learn from his mistakes he's he's awful in the air he doesn't read the game he's got the pace but still gets lets players get in behind mm. I, just, I don't know what you do you just just how does every manager see the same like how do they? I know, like, it drives me insane. What are they doing? Like, you've got Rodon, like you said. Give the bloke a chance. End of the season, we ain't doing nothing. You might as well, like, just just get him a run on games, get him a bit of confidence. Because end of the day, Sanchez has had his time now. He's been mm. at what was it, like three, nearly four seasons. I don't know exactly, but get him gone. I don't. I don't care. You can still get maybe twenty million for him. Twenty-five million. I don't know. Just. Include him in a swap deal or something. Get him gone. The thing That's is, the, I would... Sorry, Hole, sorry. That's I would sympathise with Ryan Mason a little bit if our centre-backs were purely Sanchez, Dyer, and Toby and he had no option but to either put a Toby in there or a Dyer or Sanchez. But the fact is, we have Rodon sitting there. Like, surely he's taken Dyer out of the team because he saw his disaster class and mm-hmm. he thought, right, let me bring in Sanchez. That makes no sense to me. You're literally replacing Poo with shit. That's pretty much what you're doing. Like, 100%. oh, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. we we did see Rodon towards the end of the game, and this is the thing that really confuses me. Like, more for conspiracy theories, but it's mm. turning into a matter of fact that, like you say, why not play Rodon? We're towards the end of the season. I mean, in hindsight, yesterday was pretty much a nothing game if we take out the fact being above Arsenal. I mean, as much as the Conference League, it sounds nice, so to speak. It, it's still another point. It, sound, it sounds awful, Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to sell it. Okay, go on. But like, to me, like it was a nothing game in that kind of sense. Well, why don't you just play Joe Roden? And that's why I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be something higher up the pecking order that's calling these shots. A hundred percent. You can just kind of see it. I mean, regardless of the defence, there was one person I thought yesterday that played okay, and that was actually Doherty. So, Max, I come to you first. Now, Doherty, for me, when we bought him from Wolves, I think Wolves managed to put the wall over our eyes, so to speak, because 
I don't know what was going through their mind to bring him in. But that being said, do you think he's been playing? I mean, he played all right yesterday. Is that something we could maybe build on? Or do you think enough is enough? You've had your time. I feel like that's the case with a lot of the players. I just feel like a lot of them, other than Doherty, yeah, he hasn't been there very long, but there's too many players that have been there too long and not been able to produce or improve. Doherty, it was, it's an obvious one. We brought him in, put him in like a back four. It, it just didn't work. Yeah, they carried it going. The fans got under his skin a little bit, didn't get behind him. It's always going to be the way. Like He was playing with literally the fastest winger in the league, Adama Traore. And then... Yeah. Now he's got the likes of someone like Eric Lamella sometimes on the right hand side <laughs> who doesn't even know which way which way he's facing at times. So I don't know, it's a bit I do feel sorry for the lad. Um I still probably would play him ahead of Aurea because he's just got a screw loose as well. There's too many of these players, this is what I mean. When I was on um I don't know whose podcast I was on, but I, you can just literally if you have the whole Spurs, like, 25-man squad or whatever it is, you can probably only look at about seven or eight and say you'd happily see the others go. I'd happily... Think that's pushing it, seven or eight, you know. I think that's <laughs> <pushing> it. <laughs> it's, but this is what I mean. And this is that's even now, thinking about some of them that could leave. And like Holly was saying, our strike, the strike force, yeah, you can change it around a little bit. Which This is if they stay, obviously. Don't worry about that. The, it always starts from the back. If you're conceding three goals a game, then you obviously you have to score four to win. I'd rather just concede one a game and just rely on maybe Kane, Bale or Son because you give them a few chances, they're going to score, aren't they, a few a game. Mm. But when you're when you conceded like a shambles goals all season and I've been obviously getting ripped all day by West Ham fans and we, like, we're conceding three against them when, don't get me wrong, they've had a decent season as like the likes of like Leeds... Um, like hats off to them. They've had, they have had a good season, and they have every right to give it because I, 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 when I'm saying these things, and that Lanzini screamer goes in, oh, don't! No one is expecting these sort of things to come back and bite us in the ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> they shouldn't be. Mm. We, we're like that we're was the turning off. point for us. That game. That I'll was tell just, you. oh, that that nearly that. You might as well have got a knife and literally put it through me when that went in because <laughs> that, that that was me done. I can't even imagine what the feelings would have been like had we been at the ground. If mm. because and that's, that's just one of the games all season. We've had so many one nils, like where we're ahead, 60, 70th minute, everyone's on Twitter, like, oh yeah, we're gonna concede. You you know it's coming, you know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And yet you still don't really believe it, but you just say yeah. it because you think, oh, you might as well, it's typical Tottenham. So the defence we need to sort out because these one nils could be turned into like victories or W's so easy, like so easily. It's just we've we've become like used to the fact that we're going to concede, and it shouldn't be like that, especially for a team that wants to be getting Champions League football or getting cup finals. Mm. Like we've honestly just we've gone backwards, and yeah. I, I know obviously that's it's obvious we have. But why would you want to come to Spurs right now? That's that's the worrying thing for me right now. It is, but and like trying to put a positive spin on it, the fact that we didn't, we managed to turn it around yesterday. Like literally, I know that was about. Mind. I know that comment was about Doherty, and I ended up just. Putting <laughs> <it down. laughs> well, it's all right. It's good to get it off. Like what you said is valid, and that's for me, which is why I was so gobsmacked by the score yesterday. The, the mm. fact that we conceded two weird, like not weird penalties, but two penalties to then come back and win four two. So that being said, um, Tanya, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit about Doherty. Now, regular on the last couple of games it has drive me nuts. 
and he did it again oh. the other day. He's got the ball. This is just one instance of me losing the head. Was when he had the ball, rather than getting rid of the ball up the line, he's decided to come inside and play it across the goal. Now, if you're ever taught anything in football, it's to know to not play it across your defender because there will be someone to come in and nick it. And that's when Leicester yesterday nearly scored another goal. Yeah, so, done it again. Yeah. What is going on with Reglon? I know we've said the mentality in this squad is is going to crap basically in, in loads of different senses, but. He was quality when I came to us. Well, is it this injury he had that put him off course? Or do you think he's just, I don't know, buckling under the pressure with this this back four? I honestly have no idea. And I don't think any Tottenham fan can give you an answer to that. Because like you say, I was really happy with Reculon. I thought, you know what? We finally got a decent fullback. Because, you know, since Walker and Rose have gone, we've not really filled that void of those two being out of the team. We've not really replaced them properly. And I thought, thank goodness, we finally have a fullback that could cross a ball, you know, and can actually speed down that left-hand side. But I don't know, Holly. I don't know what's happened to him. He just looks really, really shaky. And you just feel like any moment now he's going to make a mistake. And I don't want to see that on the pitch. I don't want a player like that in the team. But you do have to sympathise with him a little bit. Maybe if he does have a more, you know, if he has better centre-backs next to him, he might perform better. But it could just be that his confidence is a bit knocked at the moment. And maybe he just needs the season to end now as it has and he goes on again next season. I would be willing to still give him a chance. But I don't know. It's worrying because I hope he don't continue that next season. Because if he does... Bloody hell, bring back Ben Davis. I never thought I'd say that, but I'll oh, tell you what. Study on. Oh, study on. <laughs> Please. Um, I mean, this is another thing. Maybe he's playing crap so Madrid don't want him back. You never know. I mean, Maybe, that could be yeah. reverse psychology. Um, now, I want to move on to, obviously, the man that's stolen the show every time we've done Holly Spurs, and that is... Harry Winks is behind me. Oh. Now, we all know that he's there for banter from now on. Get rid of it, Holly, please. Why have you still got it? I can't bring myself to do it. I really can't. I just, it's just, I mean, Jay bought it for me for Christmas. And like, I might stick oh. it on the flyer pit, maybe. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, Kev's mentioned that it's not only the defence that have caused problems this year. This year. It is mm. also the midfield. Now, mm. I don't be too harsh on Winks, Max, because I think, Winks did all right yesterday, but you, you can be harsh. You can be harsh. Yeah, you can. Please, <laughs> please be harsh. That. All right, we'll be harsh. Do you think yeah. he's shit and he needs to go? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's more like it. Right. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like he, the, the tackle he made. Um, Jack, who's in the comments, I I saw him. He replied to me when I actually was having a little whinge about him. And that tackle. Don't get me wrong. He stopped a three against one. It's one of those tackles that has to be made. So that was, it. It was actually like a. Well, you don't see it enough from Winks. And he did have a good game yesterday. You're right, Jack. But that being said, he's just too average. He's too average. He loves football. <laughs> Other than that tackle yesterday, what was it? Were we were we three two up at the time? Or was I it think two? he did that tackle to stop them because they were on the yeah, break, was weren't they? Was it equalised? I can't remember. And it's mm. the most bookiest challenge I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's, there's <laughs> no attempt to play the ball. And if that's, if that's the other way, if we're attacking Son, Bale, Kane going forward, like you're you're absolutely fuming. Like that, you're you're thinking no attempt to play the ball. Do you remember that one where Luke Shaw took out Lucas when Lucas was through? I can't even. Oh, yeah. I don't know if remembers, but it's just. It's a tackle they know they're only going to get a booking for 
because it's not like last man and all this. So they just go ahead and do it. So that being said, Wink's done well yesterday, but it's just like trying to put icing over the cracks or whatever, the, some cement over the cracks, whatever the saying is. I don't know. It's just, he, I don't even know how he's in the starting lineup. When everyone saw that starting lineup, no one's saying, yeah, we're, get, we're, we're going out for a win here. And then Mason, I love the lad, no hate to him, but he says, yeah. like, we've set, up, we've set up to go out and win the game. But what, with that lineup? No, he, he's a bit deluded, Mason. I'm not going to lie. Some of the things he's come out with, I mean, he's asking for it. He really is. But on Winks, yeah, listen, I don't care if he had a decent game or if he had an average game. He's shit. I'm so sorry, Ollie, but he ain't good enough. And I know it seems like we scapegoat him all the time, but I'm just calling it as it is. When I watch this guy, it's sideways and that's about it. He's useless. It's like we don't have anything there when he plays. I think get rid and bring the likes of Skip into this team. I just, I don't see him getting better. I really don't. I think we're just living off that game against Real Madrid, you know, the Champions League. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best moments he's had. Let's let's be real about it. What what's he done since then? I he just find him so He did score from the halfway line. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well um, done. Yeah. I mean, it is a tough. I feel I've just jinxed the poor lad, to be honest. I went to the Real Madrid game and then since then he's been shit. So it's all my fault, to be but honest. It is um, weird that he's being played, though. It is weird. Like, I don't know if you'll get into the Indombole thing, Holly, and I'm probably jumping the gun here, but I just wonder, like, what is it with, with Winks and these managers? Because Max alluded to it there. Like, why do managers love this guy? What is it about him that they think? Is it because he looks like he's running and working hard? But he's not. He, he's not. It's because he bleeds Tottenham. I think that's literally the only oh. way he's here because he's English and he bleeds Spurs. If if that wasn't the case, uh, I mean, I know he's shit, but because you know when you've <laughs> just got something, you've just got to defend it till God. I, I don't know why. I but just, every time I see Winks' name in a team sheet, I'm just thinking he's going to get bossed. Makes me like, throw up. All I'm seeing is like he's like does it, don't get me wrong. You can be small in midfield. That's like your height or whatever's got nothing to do with it. But like do something with it. Like Modric was small. <laughs> Modric was a genius. And it's like I'm not even comparing. I'm just literally comparing like the same like build, like the the body type of players. And Winks, just you're not going to do that. You had one good game in the Real Madrid game when everyone was everyone in that team dropped a 10 10 performance. And that's what I mean. Everyone needs to be dropping man and match performances to make Winks look good. He's not someone that's going to actually, you're 1 0 yeah. down, pull you out of it. Um, he's not going to shout at someone because no one's going to be scared of him, bless him. It's like if I'm shouting at someone, no one's going to be scared. So I just don't understand why all these managers think the same thing. Like you've got, was La Celso on the bench? He's, no, he wasn't. That's what I mean. I'm, I actually don't mind La Celso. And I, I, I know there's that's a lot out there. The lights there. <laughs> he's better than Winks. Yeah, no, he is, 100%. Oh, no, so, you know, I mean, I mean just on the links topic, Dad's done an absolute dirty, so I'm going to move on from that. Cheers, Dad. Um, but moving away from Winks, obviously another player that I think has been hot and cold this season, I think, is, is Bergwijn. Um, now, he played really well last game. And as we all know, Mel, as soon as that girl went in, oh, of course, yeah. right away, man. That, I mean, Mel was, was doing the celebration. She was, she, was, <laughs> she was doing the celebration, 100%. Um, but that being said, Tanya, do you think we need to keep Bergwijn? I know I keep saying this, we're never going to be able to shift out of the Deadwood, but 
do you think this is a turning point? I think with Bergwijn, he's one of those players that feeds off confidence. So that being mm, said, yeah. do you reckon Bergwijn's a good move to keep next season? You know what? I, I have been very, very critical of Bergwijn because I think he's had so many easy opportunities. I think back to the Liverpool game, I think it was. And I'm just like, Bergwijn, how are you not scoring that? Like, you completely scuffed some chances. And I'm just like, oh, it's so frustrating. Really is frustrating because I really like Bergwijn. I think he's a likeable character and I think he's well liked amongst the players. I want him to do well. But unfortunately, I don't think he's he's lived up to expectation if he did have any expectation when he came to Spurs but you know what I think I'm gonna cut him a bit of slack and say let's give him another season and I respect Mason in a way for playing him when his confidence was up because I did feel like Jose would would drop him when he's actually played all right and he's just completely frozen him out and like you say if he's a confidence player you need to give these players a run of games and give them the opportunity so I, I do want to be hopeful about Bergwijn, but it remains to be seen whether he is he is the one to cement that right wing spot. I'm not I'm not too sure, but we'll see. I'm willing to give him a chance. He's only what twenty? How old is he? Twenty two, twenty three. Can't be older than twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, yeah. there's um, definitely time for him to improve. So and like he does show glimpses, like the the, the goal. Mm. Obviously, the goal was decent that he scored the other day, but he made that chance himself. Like he, yeah, he got, he got himself in the way. He was attacking. He he wanted that. Like it's like he showed a bit of intent. He was like, "This is I need to take this. Like it's my chance, sort of thing." And when Mourinho left, didn't he suddenly start posting on like Instagram and social yeah, media? Yeah, he did. <laughs> it, it does just show you, like the players. They're, they're, yeah, they're on a lot of money. Yeah, they that's their job and it's like a dream job. But at the end of the day, they're still like they're still humans. Mm. They still have feelings and they still want to post on social media like all of us do. Like yeah. But not it's like he got told he wasn't allowed or something silly like that, which end of the day, it, something like that could knock his confidence. And mm. it, he is clearly happy. I mean, look how happy he was when he scored that that goal against City. Oh like, no. Oh like, I honestly fall. And I still do. He's he's clearly got a talent. But when he scored that goal, I thought like we're onto something here. We're, we're Me clearly. Too. <laughs> I mean, that's just a typical Spurs fan as well. We, we, yeah. They have one good one good game, and this is this is what I mean. And like Holly was saying, with Skip coming back, if we do get rid of uh, Winksy or whatever happens, but if we, if Skip's back, I wasn't his biggest fan at first. But it goes to mm. show what a loan move can do. Yeah, a loan move can be mm. massive. And Skip, like. Norwich just like they were chanting like Oliver Skip, we want you to stay. Yeah, get their player of the season as well. Yeah, he did. I mean, that speaks volumes. And the championship's not um not an easy league by mm. all means. It's it's a it's a tough league. But we've seen clips every week of him like winning the ball back, driving forward, balls over the top. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that's it. It'll be nice. I just want to see creativity back in the midfield and. Mm. Obviously, we really like that. Yeah, along that. with along yeah. with Bergwijn, it, it, he has that bit of creativity about him. So that's what makes you think, yeah, let's 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 hang on to him and just to see what happens. I, I don't see the point in personally sending him out on loan. Um, 
but who knows? We'll see what happens. Who knows? It, who it knows? all depends what what next manager comes in, what he wants to do, to be honest. That's a whole nother question in itself. I mean, Lambs is here and said thanks, Belle. I think it's the first time I've ever <laughs> like had thanks from a Chelsea fan. Oh god. Honestly, you couldn't write it because you know what, guys, there was a little part of me. Actually, do you know what? A big part of me. I didn't want this conference league. I didn't want it. And it's funny how we decide to turn up and win the game. And then we we gift Chelsea top four. But you know what? I kind of like that because this is something that I can use in future. They better remember <laughs> this. We've given them top four. If we haven't won top four, that's, that isn't theirs. That is mm. not theirs. So, prime so lambs, all you Chelsea fans, you better remember this. You better remember this. <laughs> they ain't going to remember this. No, they're not. They're still going to hate us. I don't, you know, it's fine. We're right at the end of the day. It kind of it moves us on nicely to obviously bail. I mean, I think he scored, I think I was doing my homework before we came on. I think he scored 11 Premier League goals yep. in 20 appearances. I think that's right. So, with that being said, Max, like, we, I feel like we need to keep him because I know the money's an issue, but when you spread it mm -hmm. out across the season, it's only 15 mil. You're never going to get a player that's going to pump player of his, no, Yeah, of his calibre for 15 million. I mean, yeah, the Leicester defence kind of just fell apart for his goal, but how exciting was it? It like to see Gareth mm. driving forward, and then oh. yeah, unfortunately mm. the finish didn't go in and hit the post, whatever. But he just he does look so happy. He just looks so happy to be back in a Spurs shirt, and just to see it for another season, like you said, the price is just um, a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer. Fifteen million this this day and age, you've got to be you've got to be paying that sort of money. Who are you going to get for fifteen million? That's yeah, got that can do everything he can. I mean, he makes passing look easy. He makes everything look easy, and it's he's just yeah, he didn't. So it took him months to get going, and we we were like, oh, what's, what's going on here? But the stats, look at them stats. He's got more goals than Rashford. Is you could you could put him up against what was it eleven goals in twenty appearances? Yeah, yeah. And half of them would have been off the bench. So yeah, exactly. It's mad. It doesn't matter whether it was in the Europa League because end of the day you can only you can only score against who you're up against. So get him another season. He'd be stupid not to. End of the day, it's another name. Someone there'll be players out there that will want to play with Gareth Bale because they'll know he only can pick pass. Um, yeah. Being in the same team sheet, I mean. It's like when Harry Kane was there. If Kane's there, Bale's there, Son's there. There's play there is players. Yeah, we we finished where we did in the league, but you need those players to be able to attract other players, and that's just that's that goes without saying. So, Gareth Bale, he's, I, I get excited just to when you see his name on the team sheet, you get yeah. excited, and yeah. you think old oh, Gareth Bale, and you think oh he's, you're going to see these driving runs and. Being able to see that yesterday was just, it was like a breath of fresh air, that was. It was like seeing the old Gareth Bale again. It really was. And I don't know about you, but I felt like he meant it the post, and I'm going to say he did, because it, it did things <laughs> the way he one-twoed it, man. I was like, oh, my God, you did potentially done that. So, Tanya, that being said, like, what did you make of his performance yesterday? I know Max has touched on it, but what are your thoughts? I just think it shows you that we've not really, I don't think, seen that, best best of Gareth Bell because we have to look at the amount of goals he scored Max has just said it you know a lot of the time he's come on as a sub you know he's not had a full run of games and 
I just think, you know, what, what did I say about him? You know, form is temporary, class is permanent. And that is Gareth Bale for me. Mm. You know, he's got a wonder of a left foot. And the goals he's actually scored this season, some of them have been absolute belters. I couldn't care less if it's against Sheffield United. I think he's been massively disrespected. I think people are saying he's the flop of the season. Absolutely not. I think he's outperformed the likes of Pepe. You know, we've mentioned Rashford. He scored more goals than Sadio Mane. I think he's been brilliant. And I completely agree with you both. I think we have to keep him next season. We want fans there in the stadium. So when he scores that goal, we can properly celebrate with him and he can celebrate with the fans. I think he's been I think he's been a lot better than we give him credit for. And you have to say I, I think he wasn't I don't think he was fully happy with, with Jose. And I don't think Jose was happy with him for whatever reason. You know, is it that he didn't trust him to do the defensive side of things? Fair enough. But even if we do, you know, get rid of the likes of Mela, which is what I'm hoping for, and we get another right winger, but we still have Bell to come off the bench. Brilliant. Absolutely mm. brilliant. I, I want a good squad. I want players like that in the dressing room. So, yeah, no, I'm all for Gareth Bell. Absolutely love the geezer. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> it's just players as well, with fans back and... I tell you, who's, yeah. uh, who's a massive shout out for fans back? Uh, Jamie Vardy. Like you can mm. tell how much fans mean. Yeah, to it is literally the twelfth man having some of them there because one full stadium, Gareth Bale on a team sheet. Think how loud that place is going to be. Oh, it's going to mm. be absolutely rocking. I mean, this is the reason we brought him back because we thought, well, we we thought with a full stadium, we would have seen him by now. And if we'll always be kicking ourselves in the teeth that I didn't go to any of these these games that meant something like the Arsenal game I wish I went to but mm. oh, to see Bale back in that's all we want to see we just Bale back in the Spurs shirt with my own eyes that's really that's what I want to see I think Please. that's what we all kind of live for and it's strange as well because like I say I think it is the right move to keep Gareth Bale and I know someone said that the problem is Bale can only play one game a week but what we said at the start of this season I said the squad depth is perfect this year the quality mm. isn't mm. but with Bale in that squad depth <laughs> We've got the best of both worlds, I feel. I know there's going to be a lot of other things to kind of sort out, but the fact that we'd have him to come off the bench would, would be wonderful. I mean, and I think, sorry, Hull, and I think the That's thing right. with Gareth Bell is that with his age and everything else, I think he'd be happy to sit on the bench. And that is kind of an issue now that you've got with players. You know, they want to be starting week in, week out. He'd be happy to sit on the bench, I think. He likes it at Spurs. And as I said, he's off that age now where he probably wants, you know, to play for a couple more seasons and then pack it in and play golf. So I think, yeah, we've got to keep him, man. Do whatever it takes. He's probably building a golf course anyway in his garden. <laughs> so it's fine. He's sorted. <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but obviously, moving slightly away from Bell, it's going to be that man again that is causing me heartache, headache, any ache at the moment, and that is Harry Kane. Once again, we saw him on the score sheet, a lovely finish from him. And I just don't know where to turn. One minute, you read a, an article and he's staying. The next minute, he's had enough. The next minute, you see him hugging the fans on the, on the pitch after the game. You think, so is that the last hug ever? And then you see him in the kit today. That being said, mm. Max... Have you have your thoughts changed with Harry Kane, or do you think he's actually thinking to himself, "I, I need to better myself. I need to leave and go win team trophies." Um, I think time and time again, every every Spurs fan will say, "We can't stop him. If if he wants to leave, then fair play to him." But then you've also got to think, "Where is he actually going to go?" Because 
where he goes, he needs to have instant success. There's none of this, oh, we've got you for the future, this sort of thing. He needs to go and win the league straight away. And that literally just that's, that ticks off one box, and that's Man City. He's got everyone around him. He's even said he wants to play with Kevin De Bruyne. And, I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> who, hey! would, who wouldn't want to play okay. with De Bruyne? Like, he's, he, he's literally one of the best midfielders in the world. So, to have Harry Kane and De Bruyne in the same team would be, would be scary. And it, that's, that's 40 goals a season, easily. But the money's a massive shout. Obviously, the wages isn't. But Levy's not going to probably let him go for less than a. 150 million. I mean, that's what everyone says on the streets, it seems to be. But I don't know. It's It comes down to his decision, really. Uh, you hear everything. Like you said, you've just seen him in the in the kit reveal, which is quite big, to be fair, or whether it's just Levy being clever again and hoping that Spurs are going to buy all the kit and kits and then we'll end up flogging them off. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Harry Kane's choice, to be honest, at the end of the day, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. I know we keep repeating ourselves, but... Today, it made me laugh because obviously there was that season where they stuck um, Gareth Bale on the New York Times Square billboard and then in that season he left. So, Tanya, with that being said, do you think this kit, him being in the kit, because people going mad about it, do you think that doesn't really matter? No, I, I don't think it matters. And the Gareth Bale thing, I'm, I'm so torn on it. I keep changing my mind. When you see him clutching Son and Delhi at the end of that game, for me, that tells you everything. It just looked like that was his last moment that he was going to share with that Spurs team. That's what it seemed like to me. But then on the other hand, I agree with Matt. I personally, I think City want Haaland because when you look at their policy, they tend to go for the younger sort of players. Hmm. And now I think they're looking at it. Haaland next summer might be around the 70 million mark. And Kane, to pay 120 million, he is 27. I'm not saying that he's, you know, past his best because he definitely isn't he could go for another two or three but Haaland they're guaranteed way more than that and he's you know he's the next best thing like Haaland's incredible I'm not sure and then there's Chelsea not gonna happen I keep telling Chelsea but I hope it doesn't because I keep telling Chelsea but it's not happening like I I trust Levy in that sense to not do that because he would be it would be criminal United, I think they've got other areas they need to strengthen personally before they get Kane. They've just given Cavani a new contract. So it's kind of like, all right, where does that really leave Kane? I don't doubt that he wants to leave, but we have to remember it is out of his hands. He's signed a big, massive contract. He's got three years left. Daniel Levy, in my opinion, is right to demand the highest possible fee because he is one of the best strikers in world football. So it's not going to be easy. I think, guys, it's going to go on and on and on. I really do, which is going to just frustrate me every single day of my life. I'm going to have to come up to it because I can't take it. I just want to know what's happening. Oh, it's just like, I thought the Euros were going to be fun and I realised I'm going to have this in no. the bloody background. And Abby, I know we've spoken about it quite recently with Harry Kane, but after seeing the embrace of him at the week, are we just reading too much into it? But Or do you generally think body, body language speaks a thousand words in some kind of sense? I think that we pro we probably wouldn't have read into it as much if you know the last few weeks hadn't of all the stuff wouldn't have come out. Um, I, I don't know. You could say they're hugging him because he got the golden boot. It's just it, however we want to interpret it. But obviously mm -hmm. we're gonna we're all, we're all gonna try and interpret it that it's like <laughs> the last moment altogether. Which look, it very well might be. And I totally agree with Tanya. For me, it does hinge on Harlan um, and whether or not City will just go another season playing the way they are um, and then go and get Harlan Harlan next season. Um, for me, I think that if if it's not going to be City, it will definitely be United. I think United will, will find the money from somewhere, regardless of the Cavani 
the Cavani extension. Um, and I think that it will be one of the two Manchester Manchester clubs. I can't foresee. Him, I just can't foresee him staying. Out of like, I, I I don't like saying it because it makes me sound mm. like I want him to go. And I, of course, I don't want him to go. I want him to win trophies, and I think he deserves to. But that doesn't mean I want him to go. I just feel. I just feel that the time has come and he's been so loyal. He's been so patient and he always said he'd stay as long as that club was in the right direction. And it hasn't been in the right direction for a good three seasons now. And like you said, he's getting on, he's 27. He deserves to go and win things. So whether or not we manage to squeeze one more season out of him, I, I think we've really squeezed that season out of him and that's purely because of Corona. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't feel like any manager that comes in is going to make much difference um to, to that decision I think that he's you know he sees people all over winning trophies even someone like Nkudu is going to want a trophy this season um you know so if I'm Harry Kane I'm thinking I've, I've really got to go and move and I've got to win trophies and I think that I, I don't begrudge him if he goes to City personally because you know that it's guaranteed he's going to he's going to win everything at City it does annoy me more with the United thing um and not to say mm. that United won't win things they very well could could win that Europa League but I still just it, it doesn't hit as hard like when it's when it's City because you understand what they're doing and then you think, oh my God, he's yeah. going to play for, play for Solskjaer and like, you know, are United actually that good or is everyone else really bad, which is my view on United this season in, in general. Um, so I don't know, but I, I I don't know. I think we're just all going to read into it what we will because of everything that's been said. And, you know, with the, with the shirt launch today, I think that if he wouldn't, if they, I think they had to put him in it because if he wasn't going to be in it, could you just know everyone's yeah. just going to go even more, <laughs> even more than they already have. So, um, yeah. I, again, I try not to read into too much. I just, until something is concrete for me, I don't see anything. But if I was Harry Kane, I, I don't begrudge, I don't begrudge him wanting to go. I think it's the right move for him. I mean, who knows? The Conference League could be the thing that keeps him. Um, <sighs> maybe it's more prestigious than the World Cup, isn't it? So, which kind of leads me on to the next thing, <laughs> which is this Conference League. I ain't got a bloody clue how it works. To me, it's just like, well, you haven't made Europa League, have this knockoff one instead. It's like another Tim Pot Europa. Yeah, Cup, it is. It is, yeah. It, it looks nice, though. Some yeah, said it's very like pretty. Yeah, um, but I'll take it. It's bigger than the Audi Cup, so then someone's um, it looks like a posh bin, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like there's spirals on it, like something you see in like a playground oh, or something. Man. Oh, yeah, but obviously, that being said, I mean, I wasn't too pleased to get it, I would have preferred to have not had it and I mean, less games. But looking at it on a positive spin, Max, do you think hopefully the youth team or say the players that should have necessarily played in Europa but didn't because? We've been crap all season. Do you think that is their time to shine in this conference league? You'd like to think so, especially with like one of the best academies in the world. And we're going up against teams from like Macedonia and <laughs> places that I wouldn't even dream of going on the holiday, let alone playing football there. So I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And the only other interesting thing was seeing obviously Roma in it, which means obviously seeing Mourinho again. Forget it. That that's just typical. That is the, that's, that's that's that typical Mourinho is gonna come back to bite us. I, I'll tell you what, if we end up even getting that far and drawing Roma where whenever it may be and we end up losing to that fossil football again oh my god I don't, you, you, you'll have to take me off Twitter as well because everyone will be in uproar on there but you have to get there first and obviously you have to be in the competition and it's something we can win at the end of the day it's something we can make but the Europa League we thought we should have we thought we should have done better we can argue we could have got Champions League we can argue we probably should have 
got Europa League, and then we're, we find ourselves in the in the posh bin tournament or whatever you call it. So <laughs> let's actually let's actually just win win it. Let's just actually do something, whether that's going to be with our best players or not. And I've seen, have you seen? Has anyone seen the teams? It literally. Yeah. Like my little sister, I mean, my sister's 18, but a few years ago, it looks like she just wrote a few names down and they've added, like, they've added at the end, like Wanderers FC or something like that. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, you've got to be in it to win it. And end of the day, it's a UEFA trophy. It would be classed as a European Cup, wouldn't it? So It would be. I know we're kind of downgrading it a bit in a sense, and we probably shouldn't be picky. The fact that our uh, trophy cabinet is um, very bare and very dusty. So that being said, Tanya, I mean, I think Jack's already said it. It's only um, Spurs, Roma, and Villa. I can't say that name. Villarreal that are the big teams that are in it. So that being said, like, should we just go Gano and go win it? Do you know why I don't want to be in it, guys? Because with Spurs, there's always that chance that we we're gonna bottle it. Now, can you imagine <laughs> if we don't win this? Honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I, I honestly, I, I think I'll have a breakdown if we don't win this. That's why I didn't want to be in it. Just, just save us the, the possible chance of embarrassment. But look, I, I agree with what Max is saying. I know you're trying to just clutch at straws and pick out the positives. I think <laughs> the positives are that it is great for the youth. I, I think we need to manage this properly. I don't want to be seeing our senior players playing a lot of these games. Mm. I just, I, I find that really annoying when that happens because it is unfair on the youth. And I just think we, we, we shouldn't have to rely so much on our senior players. And I don't think we will this time because there are teams in there that let's have it right. I think the youngsters will be more than enough to get the job done. So it's good in that sense. It is a trophy and we, we can't be picky. I, I said it this season, you know, I don't care what cup it is, <laughs> Ribena, Lucasade, whatever it's called, I want a trophy. So I'll take it. It's just, I don't know, do I even celebrate it? I suppose I'm going to have to. You, yeah. get your, <laughs> you, get your, you get your open league if you win it. Yeah. You get your open yeah. league if you win it. That's what I well, mean. Yeah. Like, are we going to care too much if we win? That's that's my issue. Is how how do you sell this to the players and and potential new players? Europa Conference League, you get Europa League. Woohoo! You know, I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, on a positive spin, it means that we won't have to keep trying to top for the top half of the table. And Levy might actually yeah. try and be like, let's try and win the bloody thing rather than let's try and get top four. I mean, that could be a positive spin on it. I mean, what's your kind of thoughts on it, Abby? I mean, are you for it? Are you not for it? I mean, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not for it at all. I mean, it's, 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 I was so pissed off with them yesterday. I honestly thought to myself, you had one job today and today was to just not win. And what have you gone? And oh, no. You've gone and won. Like, you've gone and won a game that no one wanted you to win. Because by winning it, not only have you put Chelsea in the top four, you've also let, let Arsenal, all right, yes, we finished above them, fantastic. But you've also let them get away with not having to play this ridiculous conferences. And I would have much rather see them in it, wasting yeah. their time, than us doing it. And I totally agree with you guys about it. This is, for me, it's a youth cup. I'm, I want to see youth in it. I don't want mm. to see any first team players in it unless we are literally like... At a final, and that's it. That for me, that is. I don't want to see them anywhere near it. It's the biggest waste of time, in my opinion. It's not yeah. a pulling power thing. You can't say, "Oh, you're in Europe." Yeah, technically you are, but you're in the back end of Europe. Um, and mm. for me, I just don't see the benefit of it financially or anything. Um, but yeah, look, we're we're in a trophy. We're we're in a cup. We could win a trophy um, again. It's just 
for me, I don't think that is something that would entice Harry Kane. I think it's difficult no. to get players to come anywhere when you're in the Europa League, when when you say, oh, I want to be playing at the best yeah. level, the, the top tier players. It's difficult to entice them to come when you're playing Europa League football. So when you say, actually, you're in the Europa Conference League, I can't yeah, oh. see. I don't think that's a pulling power. And I know, like like you said, Tan, I think, like, yeah, we, we shouldn't really knock the fact that we're in a competition that can win a trophy. But again, it's just like, I just don't think it's necessary. I would have preferred, I would prefer to just have one game a week and put all of our focus into rebuilding this team, whoever's coming in, you know, playing good football, focusing on the league and doing the best we can in that. Uh, and I still think the focus will be on that. And like you said, I, I'm mm-hmm. hopeful whoever comes in will will play the youth. But then again, whoever comes in will maybe want to win a trophy and be the first one to do it. And even if it is a shit trophy, whatever, it's still something. Um, I don't know. I just, I was really annoyed at them yesterday because I just thought, I mean, if you would have won against Villa, then okay, obviously I would have wanted you to win yesterday. But they were so abysmal against Villa. Mm. But bottled it for like the 10 hundredth time um, of having any chance to get any type of, you know, proper European football. And I just thought to myself, oh, I can't believe you've and done this. Just can't believe it. Typical, it's, typical. It's just can't believe it. Cars every bloody time. When we want them to do well, they don't. I mean, I never want Spurs to not do well. But like you said, it's like, we could have not been in this nonsense cup. And I do agree with you. It's a cup at the end of the day. But again, it's something we don't really need. And I have one. Oh, sorry, sorry. Karen, No, I was quickly just going to say, I have heard that there's... Um, we're past the qualifying bit or something like that. Because I know, obviously, with the Europa League last I mean, this season, it's been a nightmare. Like, we had the qualifiers and everything. We had so many games to play. But apparently, mm. it will be a lot less, which is a good thing. But, yeah, that was just another positive <laughs> to throw in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't even... I don't even know how the thing works. I probably should have done that homework to start with. But I thought to myself, what's the bloody point? I don't want to be more, in it. I'm more than happy if Harry Winks and Lamella are playing that competition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> uh, let's let's just leave Winks alone now. Let's just, just move on. We've had our we've had our dig at Winks. Um which it kind of leads me on to the next thing and I think it's gonna be going on for a long time. Now Levy, my best mate, has come out and said that obviously there's this rumour flying around that it's gonna cost what was it telling you big money to or transfer not transfer record breaking fee but manager breaking fee or whatever to get a new manager in. Now Tanya, I'll come to you first because mm-hmm. we kind of spoke before the stream and you kind of hit me with some some facts I haven't actually really read into. So if you want to fire away with this whole manager business at the moment. Yeah, no, I, I was reading um, Alistair Gold's article, um, which I find quite interesting. And it's basically saying that there's two potential candidates and they're at clubs at the moment and it's going to test the financial power of the club, something along those lines. Which is interesting. It makes me think, okay, is this is are these two managers managers that are of high quality, are managers that have a history of winning, perhaps? It kind of does insinuate that with the whole financial side of it. But I don't know. For me, I have a feeling that the manager we're gonna get is someone that they've kept well under wraps. I think it still could be a ten hog. I don't I think agree. The book I agree with you on that at all because I I think I was watching another stream today and someone said it he's he's he signed an extension on his contract hmm. I don't know the full ins and outs of it but I don't think that necessarily means he definitely wants to stay at Ajax I just think that one is not off the cards completely so hmm. I think he could potentially be one of them the other candidate I have I have no idea but apparently they have narrowed it down to two people but 
listen, who who Levy thinks and who the fans want is is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it could be Ten Hag, but it could be Graham Potter. Who knows? I don't know. But it's interesting how that's come out, I think. I don't know what you guys think about that. I'm trying I, to get I, to... I totally agree with you. I've been saying for the last couple like couple of days when I've been speaking like with my mates and stuff like that, that I just had this feeling it was going to be Ten Hag. And mm. I know, obviously, he signed the extension. And I think that's from an Ajax perspective. Or if you want him, pay up for him. Um, for me, that would have been, you know, after the Nagelsmann and the Rodgers removed from the situation, that probably would have been the next logical one I felt like we would have gone for. Um, so for me, I just I get I agree with you. I have this weird feeling about that one that it's not completely mm. done, and they've obviously done it for a reason in, in terms of getting him to sign that extension. And for me, that's not yeah. a bad appointment. I've got no issue with mm. that whatsoever. If he was to come, I think it's a positive appointment. I think it's a right direction appointment. Um, however, again, like with your second one, I don't believe it's going to be Graham Potter. From what <laughs> I'm hearing, it's it's probably I, I can't foresee it being him. I don't believe it's going to be Pochettino, regardless of the fact that if they're unhappy at PSG, it's just not. He'd be mental to come back. Um, not that I wouldn't love him back, but I think he'd be insane. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I literally sat there today having a look at a list of players, a list of managers and, and thinking, OK, well, he's ruled out. He's ruled out. Who's ruled out? This one, this one, potentially. This one, I don't think so. And like, I like, I honestly only could think the same as you. Like, that would be the only one that I could see there being a bit of leeway with. And I, I just, you know, I hope it's not another Chelsea. I saw someone pop up saying Conte. I think there'll just be absolute uproar if it was another ex-Chelsea boss. Mm. Um, not what we want. And I don't think Daniel Levy is going to risk doing that when he, I, I would assume he wouldn't make the same mistake again. But who knows? Um, so aside from that, that, so aside from that, the only other one I can think of would be someone like Scott Parker. But I can't see that testing our financial resolve to go and get him. So reading yeah. into, that's what I, I was reading exactly what you were reading with the Alistair Gold thing, and, and I just I was thinking test mm. the financial resolve to go and get someone. Who's it going to be? It has to be someone that's in a contract or just signed a contract or in a long term contract. We know it's definitely not going to be. Um, we know we we know it's not it's not going to be Brendan Rogers. Um, so then yeah. that, that's where you have to sit and look at the, the drawing board. I was talking to someone maybe about Bielsa, um, but again, it'll be such a clash between him. I, I really enjoy Bielsa football. I mean, we know Pep and Poch have modelled themselves off it, so it'd be great in terms of the style mm-hmm. of football, but I think personality-wise, I just don't think it would work. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you. I'm just, I'm just waiting to see what shocks come. I think it's- we need to get it sorted soon. I mean, I don't want them to rush this because, look, in a way... I don't want to say I sympathise with Daniel Levy, but it's a hard decision. He's got to get this right. There's a lot rising on this, I think. The managerial appointment is going to say where we're going as a club and it's going to give us an idea of what the expectations are. Hmm. So he has to get it right, but I I don't know. I, I really don't know. As I said, I just want it to be done because we need to start thinking about transfers. I want to get to that bit now, you know, and I just think we're being linked with players. We haven't got a manager. The manager's got to come in, see who he wants and then who he wants to potentially offload and bring in. So I want it done before the Euros personally. Mm. I know know you guys have obviously both read the uh, Alistair I've, I mean, I've just been listening to you guys. You've been just spitting true facts, so, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to waffle too much. You've both hit it spot on the head, but um, oh, it's like every manager that's out there that you actually want is like happy. They're in a contract. 
it's going to be big money to buy a manager out if you want him to come their way. Mm. And that's why he's going to have to spend money because at the end of the day, there's no managers out there that I want mm. that haven't got a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is why it's going to be... I mean, Tottenham fans will always do what Tottenham fans do and speculate from as soon as there's a small rumour, <laughs> it blows up and everyone starts talking. So, I mean, I don't even think there's anything close to Poch coming back. I think he would, but no I don't way. know the times now. I obviously wanted Brendan Rodgers. I think he would have been the go-to guy, but why would he come? End of the day, he's, he's smashing it at Leicester and he's clearly happy. I think that football t football club's run so well in the... Mm. They just look like a family. I mean, we've mm. we've had that. And then we tried getting a manager who's won everything. All this didn't happen. Arguably, he would have been on the mega money. Um, so, Levy's obviously... He's got a massive decision because he's going to be obviously blowing a lot of money. But he's got league positions back bouncing on this. He's got fans to keep happy. And he's mm. got players that will leave if the, manager, if the decision isn't right. Mm. I mean, whoever comes in... Whether it's before Harry Kane's saga kicks off, because this is just the start of it. We've we've got it all to come, but they've they've got to bring him in. Kane's got to sit there and think they've just brought him in. Do you know what I mean? So, and mm. imagine if it was Scott Parker, like Harry, someone like Scott Parker's not going to be able to get the best out of Harry Kane. No, no. <laughs> that's just where it lies with me because transfers are going to be huge. He's spending a lot of money on the manager, whoever it's going to be. Um, I mean, it's, look, it's, a, it's a mess that he created after all. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a mess he has to fix, yeah. um, regardless of whatever cost it is, because the cost that he of what he's done is worse yeah. than what it would have been had we just carried on with Parch and given him actually the money to spend. If you look at the money we could have invested in the team, so what we spent on sacking managers, it's ridiculous. Mm. You know, that oh. money could have gone back into the team. It's absolutely oh. ridiculous. This is the thing that really infuriates me. I know I've got the Yannick out poster behind me and it just pisses me off because we're always behind everything because of what he decides to do. And I know, Abby, you said about mistakes earlier. The man just makes them without even thinking because he doesn't think. That's the thing that pisses me off. And it kind of leads me on to the next. I think someone's already said in the in the comments about how it won't matter who what manager comes in because Levy will still dictate what goes on. Correct, yeah. Like, and this is the thing, I kind of want to lead on to the fact that like, obviously Kane coming out of that interview, I mean, he never said he was leaving. He never said he was staying. But it's the first time I've ever actually sat here and been like, I don't know what's going on in that kind of stuff. I know we never really understood what was going on. But this time I'm really like, I'm lost. This club, like you said, Abby, a few weeks ago, has no direction. And that is because mm. of those people at the top. Now, I don't know whether Kane coming out and being rather different in front of the media has something to do with Levy. Now, I'm going to throw it to Max first. Do you think... This now is a turning point for Levy and Enik. Do you think they're going to change their ways or do we sadly think they're just set in stone? I feel like we've been here before, but now we're at mm. the bottom. Like We can't go any lower. I mean, mm. look at our league position. I mean, no no disrespect to Leeds, but we're the ones saying, oh, we should be a top four club. And then we're, we're, we're chilling like the same position as a club that's 10th and they've just been promoted. So when you look at it like that, you've got the best striker in the league, best striker in the world. He's golden boot, most assists. He's done, he's doing absolutely everything he can for the club. And you need the owners to, to do the same. And it just feels like recently, Levy, Abby said, he's made huge mistakes and it's there to be fixed and only he can fix it end of the day. We can shout and moan and say what we think about him. We can stand outside the ground and eat Harry's chicken or whatever it is, but 
nothing's going to fix it. Only he can. So it's. I am worried. I'm. I'm. I am bricking it for next season because one, you don't know who's going to be there. I don't know who's going to be the manager. I don't know what style of football we're going to be playing. I haven't even renewed my Spurs season ticket yet. Same. Um, I'm waiting for the last possible moment. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a nightmare because, like, if, like they, if they, if you know, what annoys me is the constant emails. Don't forget to renew. Don't forget to renew. It's like, yeah, yeah I, it's like, mate, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> They want you to do it while all this is going on. What's it? Four yeah. They're saying the, the latest date. I mean, I'm counting down the days. I'm sorry, but that's just, it's not. It's going to be like like 12.58 on the 3rd of June. It's just, it's, it's not. And, and it's not like they'll say, oh, yeah, um, pay half now. And then when we get a manager, I'll pay the rest. It's literally his, the full amount. We don't care how you pay it. Just get it done. And then the problem is with that, you know, if you don't pay it, it's just gone because there's always someone out there that will take it. Yeah. So. I don't know. There's, it's not just players leaving and this stupid conference league. It's, it's 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 just typical Tottenham. We're the last club to announce a kit, like always. Why why couldn't we just play in it the other day either? Mm. It's, it makes it's just it's so frustrating. I don't know. Levy's he's not in anyone's good books, and he's got it. He's got it to fix himself. And I'm just sick of talking neg- negatively about him because he needs to just put this club back to where we, we need to be. You can't have this massive stadium, all these good facilities. I need a manager first. And I just, uh, the manager's the next big step, obviously, because that mm. will that will dictate what way we're, we're going to be progressing or whether we are progressing at all. So mm. a lot's riding on that. And it's hard to just make assumptions anymore. You just have to wait and see what happens. Even seeing the Sky Sports rumour these days, you can't even, no. you can't even like <laughs> like get get happy about it you just have to wait and see until it happens to be honest yeah I 100% agree and I think that's I think I've spoken about it loads of times obviously but they have got us by the throat basically because they know we're not going to give this club up I know I said if we went into the Super League I would but I would generally just give up football in a hole I wouldn't even bother (laughs) talking about football anymore it'd just be dead to me but no kind of sense Tanya like I don't even know where we can move from here but the the team for us and the club for us is ours and it needs to be ours but the only way we could possibly claim it back is to keep these protests going. Because like you said, if I don't pay for a ticket, someone else is going to jump in front of me. So, Tony, what are your kind of thoughts? Like, I mean, it's a massive question. Where, where do we possibly go from here? Uh, it's a difficult one because I think fans are starting to turn on the owners, even fans that probably admire Levy, because it's been a terrible season. I think it's all because of the mistakes that Levy's made. You know, you go from the sacking of Poch, you know, the the transfer windows of him not being backed. I wasn't a big fan of Jose Mourinho, but sacking him before a final, putting in Ryan Mason in that position. You know, it's just so many things now. And, you know, we've got this position now with the manager. For me, I think Levy can rectify the situation if he gets the manager right. And, you know, put, put a director of football in. You know, make make the right step. Show us that you do care about the fans. That's one thing that frustrates me. When I read his statements, I just think they're so contradictory. You know, how can you say that you care about the fans and you have all of this ambition when well, we don't see it on the pitch? Mm. I'm sorry, but I, I don't I don't criticise anybody for going to the game because I know you went to the game, Abby, but you mm. must have been annoyed paying that amount of money and, you know, well, you've got that performance on the pitch, you know, I saw the food was terrible, putting fans, you know, up, up in the gods. I think that's a disgrace. I'm sorry. It's so out of order. Well, I mean, it, 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 is, it is 
out of order. That's the thing. It's out of order. And I, I always say with the protests, I think people should protest as much as they want. Unfortunately, I just don't feel like it, it makes much difference. I don't know what would make a difference to them, honestly, unless people stop going. But again, like we said, there's someone right there to take your place. Like, So it's, it's an endless cycle. It's an endless chain. And the only thing I can think of that would actually affect him so much is the value of the club going down because we don't have Champions League football. We don't have European football. Yeah. And, and from what they wanted to sell the club at two, three, se- three seasons ago after the Champions League, after we got to the final, they valued it at two billion. And you know, you could arguably say that someone would come and take it, regardless of with the debt, because you just come off of the back of a Champions League final. You've got Harry Kane, you've got Son, you've got, you know, there were still good things about the club. And when you look now, it's like you can't still have the same valuation for a club that is in the Europa Conference League. And you know, I, I always say, fantastic what Enoch have done off the pitch. Absolutely, like you can't fault them off the pitch. They balance the books. They they run the club fantastically as a business, but it's also a football club. And that's what I feel like with someone like Leicester. They've got a fantastic balance. They can also manage it as a business, but also manage it as a football club. And I think that's where they've lost their way. And in that, and I didn't even read half of that statement that he put out last week before the Villa game. And you know, saying, "Oh, we put two hundred and fifty million pounds back into this club." Not the right investment. You know, and I say it every time we have this conversation, every podcast, if you cut your corners every time and you go and spend 20 million instead of 30 million, you know, someone like Jack Grealish, we didn't do him. Someone, you know, Jedson Fernandez instead of Bruno Fernandez, just springing to mind. Um, and you keep going and buying in the back end of a Dutch league or back end of a Bulgarian league, you're going to get the same answers every single time. It's, it's never going to be right. So if we do sell Harry Kane, and let's say we get 150 for him, as, for, as an example, I would rather buy three players of actual pedigree and quality than go and do what we did with Bale and buy seven players that no one gives a shit about and you can't shift, you know? And we, and we see that, and that's not being disrespectful to a Lamella or, you know, even like a Bergwin because, you know, he, he, I think there is there must be a player in there somewhere, but they're just not the level that Spurs need to be at. And we've got, so, we've got just too many passengers. And I have to say... I wasn't a Jose fan at all. Everyone knows I wasn't. And to be fair, I gave him a, I gave him the benefit of the doubt at the start of the season. I've watched the documentary. I thought, well, he's here, he's here today. I'm just going to back the manager and whatever. I'm not going to be that person that doesn't. Um, so I gave him a chance and I was like, okay. And you see as the season went on, you know, Hugo saying things and Harry saying things, the two most senior people at our club, the two people that, you know, Harry Kane's an England captain, Doris is France captain, he's won World Cups. Two that those two, I trust their opinion over the rest of the squad. In all fairness, and when those two are coming out and telling you, you know, back in what for end of February, March time, the character of the rest of the squad isn't quite there. I do feel a bit sorry for Reed in a way because I think he. I'm not saying he was correct in the way he wanted us to play, and I think he was too stubborn and the certain things. But I think that when you've got a group of players as a whole that have just got bad character as it is, and we saw it under Pochettino, the same group predominantly. And, um, you know, moaning about the double sessions under, under Pochettino, saying it's too hard. And then, you know, saying Jose doesn't give you enough. It's like, well, what do you want? Uh, what do you want? Because you've got a manager there under uh, with Mourinho. Regardless of what we think of his style of football, he's won everything at every club bar us. You know, so you have to look at the, at, the, at the common denominator in all of our problems. It, what, I don't believe it was Jose solely. You know, it's a big mixture of, pro, of, of, of issues. And when you look and you see, well, we're, you know, we can never go over the line. Can't always question the manager. We've had 13 managers under Enoch. And it has to be something that comes from the top, but also relays onto the pitch. And also the recruitment. Who are you buying? Do you look at the character of the person? You know, what they do off the pitch, what they want on the pitch. You know, they're designed not just to come and like just sit there, pick up a check and, you know, come on for half an hour and, and run about of it. You need someone like that's got a bit about them. We've said it for years. You haven't had a proper leader, bar Kane, on that pitch for a very long time. I don't feel like. 
We're missing real leaders. And you can't just have one or two or three doing the job. It has to be a collective thing. That's why it's a team and a team effort. And you look at City, there's not just one standout player. You could say, okay, it's De Bruyne, but they've got amazing players. Every piece of the puzzle works together to make a team and make a successful team. And at Spurs, we don't. We literally have a few parts. That's it. And that, for me comes from the top and it trickle and it trickles its way down. You can't blame every single manager. So I, I, I wasn't having that this is solely Jose's fault. It's not. It, it not was never sure. solely his fault. But me, on, the pro- on the protest thing, I, I get what you're saying because, I mean, me and Holly went to the protests and, okay, it wasn't at the scale of United's and Arsenal's, but it was still good to be there. I felt that we were all singing from the same hymn sheet. Obviously, unfortunately, there were some fans there that I think gave the rest of us a bad name by some of the things they were saying but I just think why why should we as fans keep accepting this because I agree with you Abby I think the fact that players when they leave Spurs they go and win trophies it tells you everything something is wrong at this club and like you said we can't keep blaming blaming managers or even you know individual errors and mistakes and players it's there's something wrong and I just think where does that come from then? Is it the owners? Is it the president that they set? Do they tell players, you know, trophies aren't important, top four is only um, the important thing? So then does that trickle down? I don't know what it is, but I just think if if we do mess up this managerial appointment, we don't see the clear out that we want and we see players coming in again that aren't of the quality, what do we then do as fans? I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to say, I just want to say, money spent on players that we've actually heard of and someone that has a good euros just go out and buy him because oh, we won't do it we won't we've got we spending 20 25 million when you can spend 30 40 million it's not i know it's a lot of money like in the whole day and age but in football 10 15 million is made back quickly throughout the club so Agreed. Why, why can't he just like Grealish? i mean every time i see him play for villa you just see like the whole, he, he would have been so perfect. He, he would have been, been so perfect. perfect. Oh, really? no, we need well, to in that midfield. Right he now. makes things happen. I don't care mm-hmm. if he if he's like he's he's the most fouled player in the Premier League for a reason. He makes things happen, and he's only one part of that jigsaw puzzle that we could have had. Uh, Fernandez, I mean, brilliant assist. Diaz. Doesn't matter whether he scores penalties. I mean, Kane scored a lot of penalties. It's it's what he does for the club. Uh, Diaz, oh god, the, the list just goes oh, on. I'd hate to see. I mean, it actually that's one thing that does get me angry, and I'm so optimistic about Spurs all the bloody time. But <laughs> transfer window does my head in. When we signed Enkudu, I mean, who is who was it? Who is he? It's, it's, it's an absolute nothing signing, and yeah, he, he put one cross in the box that Wink scored against Fulham, and we won a last minute <laughs> game. But do you know Stop what? Him, please, <laughs> you can't go back to these. These games where, because at the end of the day, we probably shouldn't have been in that position anyway. If you had the, the quality in the, the team, we wouldn't be, be in these silly positions. Exactly. It's it the recruitment. Cool. It's so and then, poor, isn't it? And then you see so people poor. on Twitter actually put big teams together and then they just get instant replies saying, oh, it's not FIFA. You can't just buy whoever you want. But it kind of has to be. You've got Man United, Man City will go out, whoever buy. Yeah, they're yeah. obviously billionaire owners, whatever they buy, whoever they want. But this is how they get to where they are. Like you buy the players that are playing well in football and what players that are actually known and ones that are actually getting the most assists in the league, most goals. And we just don't seem to do that. You're buying players that can play well in the championship. But if we want to play Champions League football, we need to be buying players that have played Champions League football for years, want a big move. 
like the Euros is massive, and yes, it probably will put prices up of of players because obviously that's when like you you make your name in world football, the big stage, don't you? So you you're going to add twenty thirty million to your price tag, but go out there and make a big sign and make a couple. Like a hundred million, you this day and age you can't do as much with, but two big players will make a huge difference. Whether that's a player in defence and centre mid, I'm I'm mm-hmm. all for that. I'm all yeah. for that. But Levy, this is the issue. He gets too involved for me because I just think sometimes just let the manager do his job. Like let him have a say in what players come in. Like for example, look at Deli Ali. You know that loan move for me didn't happen because of Levy. Jose mm-hmm. didn't didn't want him. And I just think that's the issue. You know, managers they end up throwing their toys out the pan because they're like, I can't, I can't have a say here. And that's why I think a director of football would be perfect for us because you've got that middleman there yeah. to stop those issues from happening. And I think that's where Levy he needs to change. But of course, it's like asking, I don't know. It, it's, it's like getting blood out of a stone. He's not going to change. But I feel like he has to. Yes, do I think because it's won't, also, it won't get better. The Amazon documentary made everyone like love Levy. Oh, and see like <laughs> different sorts of. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't I, won't, I, won't, I won't go that far. Maybe <laughs> not, like, like, like at the end of the day, I'd, I'd never really seen an insight to Levy. I'd never really seen yeah. what happens behind True. the scenes. And then you got to remember, Levy would have said like what he wants to be shown. So of course. He would have only been showing the good bits and, oh, this is me back in the team and talking to the manager. How do you know he's doing that all the time? There's no way Daniel Levy's having breakfast every single day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I'm jumping jumping around on the sofa or doing a live reaction. What, you think I'm just sitting in my room playing Call of Duty, reacting like that? (laughs) People are different when there's a camera on them. It's just, that's just the way it is. So, I think actually the be- the best thing about that documentary, I think it made people like Mourinho. If anything, I did. you know, I think that's mm. it, it. Was it was so well edited for you to see his charismatic side and you know his banterous side and his you know charm. Like, and to be fair, I I felt that way after watching. It. I thought, you know what, I've actually I'm I'm going to put my faith in you this season. Um, you're here, and that's that. And it's all the power of good editing. And you think they just cut out like the first what like near on yeah they cut out three months of the season and basically started the documentary in November. So all the good shit wasn't even in it. No, <laughs> all the good stuff. Or nothing like that. Nothing about Poch. It was just like, let's just skip that whole thing. We'll do a 30 <laughs> second reel of what happened in black and white. And then here we are in November of halfway through the season. So, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know where I stand anymore. I'm just glad the Euros are here, um, to be honest. I mean, yesterday, it was a win. And I managed to watch it with my granddad, who I haven't seen for like over a year. And to see him celebrate oh, a cane goal was it's pretty incredible. I mean, I've never seen so many limbs from like a ninety-year, well, nearly ninety-year-old man. So that was oh, a... <laughs> so well, that was that was a bonus. I mean, hopefully, um, Levy can sort his ways out, and we actually do have a, a decent summer. But I thank you all for joining me tonight. We'll do the rounds, see where we can find everyone. So, Max, I'll start with you. Where can we find you? Um, yeah, just XGI Max. I guess over on Twitter, YouTube, live reactions, and match day vlogs. When obviously I can get back to the stadium. Oh, I just want to be back, fans, and see obviously Gareth Bale again in a Spurs shirt. I mean, it's not we're not asking too much, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I, I don't get that impression, do you? From what he's been saying, <laughs> I don't get that impression. Yeah, I don't want to speak about it anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> so no, thank you, Max, for joining us. And also, we've got Tanya. Tanya, where can we find all of you? 
Yes, so you can find me on Twitter at Tanya underscore Leona. You can find me on the football terrace as well. And also, please check out um, my podcast I do through other boys. We'll talk about that later on Apple and Spotify and we're on Twitter. So, yeah. And I'm here, there and everywhere making appearances, ranting about Spurs. So, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> people will see me somewhere at some point. <laughs> I honestly don't know how you do it. I, I literally, I'm, I'm dead after one of these. I need going for a <laughs> need a break, Holly. I need I'll a break it. from it, I think. Holly needs a break. Holly and Holly does, yeah. Last week. <laughs> I bloody do. I mean, the Euros would be great, but I'll probably still be stressing throughout it. But that's just the way it is, I suppose, the laugh of a football fan. But thank you again, Tanya, <laughs> for joining us. And Abby, no where we will find you? Uh, Twitter at Abby underscore Summers and on Instagram uh, at Abby Summers. And, you know, I'm always doing bits and bobs. Um, so, yeah, just save on my socials and you'll see whatever I'm doing. Ah, thank you, Abby. Um, I'm glad work did speed up a bit towards the end. <laughs> have you on. I didn't want to use it the last Holly Spurs of the season. So that was class. But Sorry for you, being late. Sorry. No, honestly, no, it's fine. Like I said, I, I wanted you all to be on because it's the last one of the season. And you lot, we always have a great chat when you guys are on. So thank you very much. Um, and I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat. Like I say, I'm, I'm never good at doing host and bringing up messages. So I, I try my best. But again, it's been a season. It's done. It's dusted. We bring on next season. And there might be a few Euro things. We'll have to see how it goes. So if any of you three want to jump on for a Euro chat about the waistcoat sure. man, feel free. Oh, God. Yeah, him. Forgot about um, him. But thank you all again. And until next time, everyone, come on, you spurts.